but to church now with writer and art critic Megan Dunn. Kia ora. Kia ora. Now, <clears throat> there was a building yes. in Wellington, mm-hmm. in Willis Street. Mm. It was the first Church of Christ Scientist. One minute it was there, one minute it was gone. Ian Athfield designed it. It was a very unusual design. Um, it wasn't protected in the district plan, and it was demolished. There are remnants of it. It's a bit like an archaeological dig now, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Object Space in Christchurch. You want to talk about that exhibition? We have pictures on our webpage. Well, the show is called Less Than 5%, and that title references both the small fraction of the building and its crafted artworks remaining, as well as at the time it was made, apparently 5% of the budget was set aside into putting artists' works into the church. And I suppose my real subject today is, what art do we find in churches? And, you know, it can be a surprisingly abundant place for art. I don't know whether it's surprising. I mean, overseas, if you go to Europe... The churches are stuffed with art. I mean, you can't... Venice, you know, Rome, Florence, all that. So art is generally accepted to be found in churches. Well, that's art's long history. I suppose what interests me here is you you see a lot more modernist work in churches because we don't have, you know, we don't have churches as historic as somewhere like Europe. Not to say they're not historic. No, but the thinking's still there. Yeah, the thinking is still there. Art has a sacred thing. Yeah. Or a celebration of the sacred. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested in art that depicts faith, that is trying to create a space of worship. So I think what I liked about the Athield show show and 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 the church itself was it was a postmodern kind of fugly design like you know people said it looked like a whale it was often likened to a whale or a turtle or and an its insect. columns were kind of broken yeah yeah i loved it did you yeah yeah and i and i'm looking at the inside of it on the yeah. pictures that you put on our webpage and I'm so sad it's gone. Well, it was totally unique, and I do love the way it kind of makes you think about, oh, what should a church look like? Why does it look like this? And, you know, what kind of feeling do we get from churches? So it was truly unique, and then it's unprotected and it's gone. Presumably, you know, mass apartments will go up there, and, you know, maybe at some level they need to with um, Wellington's housing situation. But I do think it was a shame it couldn't be saved, and it reminded me that... How churches and public artworks have their own genealogy that can easily be lost. So that object space show brings together the works. It's got Jane Usher photos of the interior, that kind of pink salmon-y looking interior, and the Doreen Bloomhart weeping wall, which is also kind of magnificently kind of brown and 70s and ugly is now in Kandala. I love it but it's no longer with the water that it, that it was meant to be with, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. And there are the little ceramics that adorned the, the pillars that are kind of like petals of a, of a flower and were apparently done to Claire Athfield's design made by Neville Porteous. So, you know, the, they were apparently these little petal ceramics saved in the final hours of the church. And it just made me interested, like, what, what 
other churches are in our midst. That apparently only 16% of New Zealanders go to church. I wish I had the data on how many go into art galleries and I could do a bit of a mix yeah. and match, but I don't. The thing I loved about that church mm. was a, a Christian scientist church, so it didn't have the sort of conventions of the Christian sects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it looked as if it was handmade. Yes, it did. And those are what the things from the object space, the salvaged bits, yeah, indicate that yeah. it looks like it's hand-hewn. Yeah, that's and right. And that seems to me to be a beautiful thing. Yeah, indeed. There are other churches that you've been looking at. What are they? Well, I suppose I've got a couple in the mix that that exemplify work you can find, and I've got a couple that are really personal to me. Like St. Joseph's in Greylin has Milan Merkezic, uh coloured glass windows, not stained glass, coloured glass. Yeah, there's a difference. What is the difference? Well, they're just coloured panes of glass put in there, whereas stained glass often has multiple processes on it and painting, literal painting and patterns can be put on it. So it is more involved. I mean, it's still something I'm getting my head around. But, uh, yeah, my my mum's funeral was in that church, and it was just a a total fluke. And I I had read an art article, and I knew they were Merkezic windows, and so in the chaos and randomness of that event I was just really pleased I was in the presence of an abstract take on art and there's a very beautiful blue window which I I think might be um, an interpretation of the sorrows or a window of sorrows Christ's sorrows I mean I don't know how to interpret the windows now but I love the fact that they've taken on this abstract um, series of religious themes rather than literal saints there's also on our webpage a picture of Merkezic's Stations of the Cross from St Joseph's and they're rather wonderful, aren't they? They are because they're wonderful little stick figures and they're very dour in those, you know, colours and, you know, the grey kind of palette and pebbles. And they do But the idea me. of motion... Yeah. Yeah, the idea of motion yeah. is definitely in them. Really good. Oh, well, I love seeing these like like classic themes, like like a classic song that you know lots of artists take on, like yeah. for the Stations of the Cross. Yeah. It's like a good series, yeah. and then it makes me think about other artists who I'd like to see do it. I tell you what, we've got a picture of that Nigel Brown window from the Trinity Cathedral, and that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Have you seen it in person? I have not. Me either. You know, I just tend not to go into churches as a no. rule. No. It's not my habitat. No. Well, I guess we're part of the 84% of other people who don't go to church. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if I'm overseas, I'll go into churches yeah. and mosques yeah. and places of worship as a matter of course, because that's where the art is. Yeah, so well, we exactly. should do this. Well, I should do it more here. Well, yeah, I guess that is part of my point. And funnily enough, I came across Trinity Cathedral and its stained glass windows. It's got several artists there through an article by Peter Dragic, Dragovic, a Croatian surname that I'm probably blundering. I think it is, Dragovic, yeah. Yeah, and he wrote a piece during the after the first lockdown in 2020. He's a lonely um, travel, you know, lonely planet travel writer. And so he's grounded, and he started thinking about, you know, the churches you could see around Auckland. And that's how I came across uh, Trinity Cathedral. It's got the huge Nigel Brown window, but I was rather taken by the east and west windows, which have Shane Cotton, the contemporary artist Shane Cotton's work on one side and Robert Alice's work on the other side. I suppose I was particularly moved to see the Shane Cottons because he's so renowned as a, you know, important um, Māori artist 
artist for New Zealand and the way he his kind of sepia hued imagery has been you know put into that setting. Mm. So I called Shane and we had a chat yesterday and I asked him how did how did this project come about? Um, and he he sat down. He was on Queen Street on his mobile phone and said, you know, Megan, I'm kind of looking for a sign. But her, you know, he had a grandmother up north who was who was religious, and he said whenever us rat bags went there, we had to go to church on Sundays. And so when he got this opportunity to do the work, he did think of what her faith meant to her, and um, that she would be proud of him. And I suppose if I hadn't been raised Catholic and had to go to church during times of my youth, the symbolism wouldn't go in so deep either. Mm-hmm. And we both talked about sitting with those kind of mixed feelings because obviously um, it's also a colonial story that you know uh, for us here in New Zealand. There's um, a picture here of the Galilee window at St Faith's Church in Rotorua. Yes. That looks like an extraordinary place. Well, it is an extraordinary church. I grew up in Rotorua, and I've always remembered that church. It wasn't one we went to, but a church has stood on the grounds there at Ohinimutu since 1885. It's not the current church today, but that has a really long history. The Tiarua people have been on that land for hundreds of years, and it's a very interesting blended church with both Maori art and symbolism, and this amazing, you know, glass window, which many people, hundreds of people specifically come to see the church in that window. I probably saw that window on postcards perhaps when the I Maori was young. The Māori Jesus walking on the water. Yeah, the Māori Jesus walking on water. Now that has been in the church. I, I you know, I, sometimes I think of work in churches as anonymous, so I suppose I've been on this hunt, this quest to find out who, who, who did this. So this was put in during some extensions to the church in 1967, and I, apparently the architect George Lane had an idea that there could be a picture looking out onto the waters of Lake Rotorua. And a woman drew that picture of the Jesus, which was transferred to glass. I think her name was Margaret Martin, and she was the sister of someone who sat on the church council, according to you know the potted history I've got from the church, and also from I, I found one of her daughters discussing the image on a blog. Um, and she remembers sitting and doing, sitting for the drawings when she was about 12 years old. And on, the, on an another blog I found someone ruminating about the images being drawn by a Pākehā. Now I can neither confirm or deny that but I thought it is an interesting image because it's got the Korowai the Māori cloak on Um, an otherwise very traditional looking Jesus. I'm just looking at the close up of, uh, of it on our webpage. It's the most beautiful thing. Thank you Megan. I recommend that everybody have a look at those pictures and also visit the churches from which they came.